So look, y'all, today's podcast is brought to you by ELIC. As you know, here at Just Different, our mission is to bridge faith and culture, and this amazing organization has a very similar goal. They spread hope and create life change in the most challenging places in the world, such as Asia, the Middle East, and even North Africa. ELIC sends people to teach English in these unreached areas, providing training, support, and a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. They see English education as an opportunity for people to come together, share life, and come away with broadened horizons. Whether you're a college student, recent graduate, or beyond, ELIC has a program for you. They have two to six-week options in the summer that are perfect for college students and even recent graduates, as well as their nine-month global ambassador program is a great option for recent college graduates. So for anyone who is interested in traveling abroad to take the church outside the four walls, continue to advance the kingdom in all these different areas by helping individuals learn English um, as you're teaching it to them, ELIC is a program for you, especially for college students that listen to us. If you're looking for something to do and get into for the summer to build your resume and just get amazing experience while doing God's work, this is it. So if God has called you to create global impact, bridging faith and culture, please visit ELIC.org slash just different. That's ELIC.org slash just different. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks the artist. You are now tuned in uh, to the Just Different Podcast. We talk everything faith, life, and culture. Man, Man. I got that. I got that. I'm feeling that energy today. I'm not going to lie. I'm ready, I'm ready for a great broadcast, an amazing conversation. Yo, if you're tuning in, you're listening on Apple Music, Google, anywhere you stream podcasts. If you love us and you've been tapped in, you've been listening for a while, go ahead and do us a favor. Go ahead and leave a rating and review. You know, just just, just drop one. Let us know how you're feeling about the podcast, especially something that's blessed you, that you've enjoyed. You know, we, we still... We take it. We taking it up. Hope y'all enjoyed that last interview that we had with um, Clarence and Marlon. Got a lot more guests for sure for the rest of this month um, and honestly the rest of the year that, that we keep saying I can't wait to share with y'all. But what's new, bro? How you feeling? Anything Man, going on? I'm fe- I'm feeling. You know, I've been better. I'm all, I've been all right, bro. I started I started a new job though. It's been pretty. No, why did I see somebody say they were like? Dang, Jordan be running through jobs. <laughs> on every, no, they were, they were bro, like no hate. I swear. Though. They were like no hate. Nah, it's though. no hate at all, bro. On everything, I be running through jobs. So, <laughs> you know, it's so funny, bro. So I started this job. I work at Texas Roadhouse. I'm a server, and um, I wanted to quit, bro. Like my third day, and I was like, <laughs> I kid you not, I had to pray. I was like, bro, I can't. I just started this job. I can't quit another <laughs> job, bro. I was like, I literally can't. I gotta stick through it, Yo, and I stuck through it. Hilarious. And it's actually, it's actually been a lot better. It was just because it was a lot of information coming at one time, but. It's being smooth actually because I finished like the orientation. That's what I'm saying. Right, exactly. And the first week it was a lot going on, bro. So, but I finished my my first week of training today. They took I took my test. Um, I passed all of them. So say that no, yeah, 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 yeah you have like a your retention rate for jobs. No, <laughs> it's just I don't know what it is, bro. You just be dropping off, bro. I tell and you, thing, bro. And the thing is, like, I've never seen you like put in a two week. <laughs> Do not okay, follow. Bro. Okay, okay, okay. Do okay. not follow. No, 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 no. I will no. just come home, and I'll be like, "Bro, aren't you supposed to be at work?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm not there no more." <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, what? You would you just okay, went in bro. yesterday?" Okay, no. Hear me out though. The first time I worked at Dollar General, that was an exception because I was only working there for a little bit, bro. There was no, there was no point in giving a two week notice, really. And then the second time, this, the second bro. time I worked at Dollar General, they were just unorganized. They wasn't getting back to me. They, it was just a lot. So I was like, bro, I'm not going to put in my two weeks here. 
because I was I already set up a position at Texas Roadhouse. I was like, I'm packing it up, bro. Like, it's, they know it's two weeks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They was playing with my money. They wasn't, like, clocking in my hours <laughs> right now, nah, bro. Y'all ain't getting no two weeks for me. I'm gone, bro. Y'all be all right. That's crazy. No, I feel like there's there's a thing. And, I mean, I guess I can understand it a little bit from, like, my perspective being young. But what do they say? It's like the something with unemployment. I can't remember what the great resignation, like, quiet quitting. Yeah. Like, there's just people our age who just don't want to work right or oh, yeah, have yeah, right, i right, guess right. a traditional job yeah or whatever i'm not saying you have that syndrome maybe you do I'm uh just- I, I feel like the last two jobs i didn't put in my two weeks so i'm gonna be honest but and before then i did when we worked at ups we put in our two weeks when i worked at old navy i put in my two weeks so it's the only other jobs i had so no that makes sense yeah that makes yeah y'all just uh put in your two weeks um, okay be, bro. be a great example now bro now bro trying to say i'm a bad role model bro <laughs> <laughs> just be better do it differently but now let's get into it so get into first segment what's the word jordan talk to me let's what's rock out word? let's rock out yeah, yeah that, that'll be like our transition until we we still working on it y'all we getting them in y'all know what y'all be patient y'all yeah y'all hear it so y'all be patient, y'all whoa, be whoa, patient. Whoa, 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 what's the word okay see preach jordan so this preach. all right bro <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the self tag is crazy all right um so I, I was reading in um hmm, it was matthew i believe because this this was actually in my notebook but this was a this was maybe like two months ago but i believe i was i was reading a matthew and i was just thinking about i actually i wrote on the top of the page and i thought it was fire and i was like i it was weird because i had wrote at the top of the page a, a point but then the verses were like on the next page it was weird but I wrote on the top of the page, it said, sometimes the lesson isn't in what God did, but what he didn't do. And it immediately reminded me of the other week when we were talking about um, just humility and how Jesus, you know, even though he had a quality with God, he didn't see it as something to be used to his advantage, right? So the lesson there and what he didn't do was humility. I think even when you look at he he was alive for and this these are questions i always have and i'm like oh, this is interesting mm-hmm. like he lived for 30 years before he started his ministry why didn't he just start his ministry sooner right it, things could have went by a lot quicker but he waited 30 years to start his ministry when he was 30 and i think the lesson with that is was also in what he didn't do when you look at even when he died and he was resurrected he only showed himself to his disciples if he showed himself to everybody, that would have, shoot, like, most people, I mean, some people still would have been skeptical, but some, a lot of people would have been like, oh my gosh, like, this dude really resurrected from the dead, and it wouldn't have been secondhand, you know, information from his disciples, it would have been strict, they would have saw him, but he decided to just show himself to his disciples, when you look at, um, I don't know, essentially, when, when I was looking at that, I just noticed how the lesson that I got from a lot of those instances was the fact that God sees something beautiful about the process um, and all of those. Cause it was like, you could have expedited a lot of stuff. If you just showed yourself to a lot, a lot of people after you resurrected, you could have expedited a lot of stuff if you just started your ministry earlier, but it's like, no, like God sees something beautiful about the process. And then throughout his ministry and throughout the life of Jesus, you never saw a point where he um, ever would for, 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 for salt forsook forsook huh? <laughs> i was trying to think of uh 
forsook the process. I was thinking about the, the that tense of forsake. It's forsook. But in his ministry, you never see an instance where he forsook the process at all. And so we can, we can go in this direction too. I wasn't really planning on it, but so I mentioned something earlier about humility. And I think that also plays into the importance of the process because right now I'm in this point at this point where it's very difficult for me to be patient with, I guess, the process of the season that I'm in right Mm -hmm. now and where God's trying to take me to be completely transparent. And he was showing me that a lack of humility was at the core of the unrest that I have in this season right now. And the reason why is because I have a lot of like, it's a lot of eyes. Like I want to be there. I want to do that. I want to see this happen. And there's, there's so many eyes and I have so much anticipation towards the future. And What's difficult about it is that that's not inherently bad. Like having a dream and a vision for the future isn't bad. But when you're so focused on the I want this, I want to do that, I want to be there so badly, you're focused more on the I than you are on like God's actual purpose and, and where you're at right now. And something that God was speaking to me was the fact that humility has a way of, of killing the I. Um, and humility has a way of bringing to a place where it's not always about what you want, but genuinely get into a place where it's his purpose and his will. And I think once I get to the point and people who can relate, once you get to the point where you humble yourself and it's like not always about what I want, you will learn to be content where you're at. Because when you when you kill your eye for his will, you'll understand the importance of the process. Like, you know, w- without the process, the the purpose can't come. So I think that's what he's been teaching me is like genuinely and there's like levels to humility i would say for the most part i'm a humble guy like i you know but there's levels to it and i need to reach a deeper depth of humility where it's like it's not always about what i want even if the if the eye seems like it's a noble pursuit right and a good thing sometimes it could be detrimental when you're too focused on that and not the present and the right now um so that's my what's the word and it's centered around the life of jesus and that's something that you see and the reason why i think he was so okay and 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 had such a a seek of the process was because he was very humble i think the two go hand in hand um he only cared about the kingdom and he understood that the kingdom came with the process but if he was a guy who was prideful and cared about his advancement and cared about you know what he wanted to get done oh shoot he would have started his ministry when he was five and or eight years old in the temple however old he was he would have started it then um so i think the two go hand in hand like humility and that that love for the process go hand in hand. So if you're someone who hates the process, if you're someone who wrestles with it and struggles with it, definitely look for humility because I the two are intertwined for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. And this is something that I guess I've been thinking about to some degree because I was, I don't know why, but I went down this rabbit hole of just going through all of these interviews of Vince Staples <laughs> Don't ask me why. He just appeared on one of my favorite podcasts. And I was just reminded of, I guess, how just thoughtful that he is. um, For sure. For sure. And the depth of conversation that he can have. And so I just saw him popping up and I recommended. I'm like, let me just check these out. And one thing that he was alluding to in a lot of these interviews that that he had was the fact that when we talk about the hip, like the industry, when we talk about hip hop, um, because Vince, for those who don't know, is a rapper, it's always referred to as a game. Mm-hmm. And how he was explaining how he doesn't like that particular sentiment because when you think of any other 
particular genre of music, um, it's just art. Right, we think about there's not a country game, there's not a R and B game, <laughs> no. there's not a pop game, there's right. not an E and D game, but there is a rap game, and this creates this tension in the particular category or industry because for there to be a game, there must be a winner and loser. Mm. And I was just thinking about how we kind of take that same approach in life. Yeah. Honestly, I think we've been so conditioned since, you know, I guess we really stepped into like grade school of it almost being a game. Like there's winners and losers instead of there just being you individually running your race and walking after like what you're called to and what, right. and finding the path that you're meant to walk down uh, instead of looking left and right. And th- it being some comparative analysis of no, like this is better yeah. or worse or more effective or less depending on the person. And so that makes me think about when you talk about the idea of the process, I think it can be difficult when we are looking at life through that lens of it being a game. Yeah. Cause we, cause you know, subconsciously, I think that's something that I've even thought myself like, yo, like, right. and that's why it was so eye opening when I heard that. And I just made the connection for myself, like the way that I look at other people and even podcasters, communicators and other people's and other people's platforms. I'm like, that's cause I think it's a game. Right. Mm. Like there's like an objective line that if I don't hit, I'm less than or not worth what this individual may be or this platform or this show. And that's so far from the case. But for me, I think that creates a lot of irritation in the process that like God may be trying to take me down. Yeah. um, Because I'm thinking like, oh, well, like, nah, like I'm not I'm not there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As if like my objectives as if like my end goal is the same as like someone else's and that's that's so far from the case so i don't know why that that made me think of that and i definitely do think that it relates to this like idea of humility um for sure and we just take a step back and really dig into our like what is the kingdom principle here right compared to like what the world wants us to think or what like culture has normalized and i think it's it's that sentiment of all right leaving the eye out of it um and just staying focused on like what what really matters yeah exactly exactly but we'll jump right into the say it again segment because this related a lot to the word that i had for this week So it was this quote that really stuck with me. And it said, when we allow ourselves to be defined by our worst moments, we stop a story that God has not finished writing. And I definitely needed to hear this like for myself. And I think that it's always like a battle and the struggle when you're dealing with any type of like shame, condemnation Mm -hmm. or disappointment in yourself for whatever the reason may be or whatever the circumstance is. And I think that there is a tendency in that to self-destruct and self-sabotage, um, even if it even if it's subconscious. So what that looks like is, you know, the self-talk that you have about yourself in a particular season that 
may be, well, I'm no longer worthy. I'm not good enough. There's no point. What, <clears throat> what is life? What is there to live for now? It's all over. It's finished, uh, which then paralyzes you and your activity and your purpose and what's next for you. And you just kind of go through the motions of life, not necessarily waiting for anything to happen because you don't believe you deserve anything to take place. And Mm -hmm. so it's like you're just taking life as is and not stepping into like what you know, like you should have because like in your mind, like there's nothing for you like at all. And so hearing this made a lot of sense to me. Because when you think about this idea of, you know, us like in that moment, like halting like the story that God's not finished writing, like that's exactly what we do, right? Understanding that what he wants from us also permits or rather what he wants from us also requires our participation. And so like we do have... Um, a say in how far we go or rather he takes us because he's never going to force us anywhere. Right. And so, yeah, like we can like just be putting, well, what do people say? We're like putting like a period where God just wants to put a comma mm. to continue like what what is next. Yeah. And whenever I feel I'm in that particular like moment or mind mindset or this time period, a verse that someone had <laughs> prescribed to me um, that definitely helped was in First John 1, 9. And it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so there's a lot of simplicity, but power behind like that particular verse. Um, and it seems, it, it seems, And it simply gives us a promise and guarantee from God of what follows from our confession and repentance toward him after whatever like happened and or took place. Mm -hmm. And it's just coming to meditating on that, that being the overwhelming thought that is in your mind um, for you to then turn and like, all right, I'm not going to allow my story to end like here um, and in this moment but allow myself to be open to like what can continue to be even after what is or what was rather. But I thought that that was something I definitely wanted to just bring back, run here on the pod. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But for like whoever like needs to hear that particularly, I definitely something, I think it's something to be noted and just like to take with you because it is definitely a self-destructive path. And you kind of dig a deeper hole for yourself yeah. than you need to if you're just continuing to look at just like the past, not allowing yourself to move on. Um, and then you just fall more and more and more and more. It's almost like what people talk to when they mention like the snowball effect. Yeah. Um, because like sin begets sin. Um, and it's the same with shame and condemnation. Like mm-hmm. it can only produce that which it comes from you know what i mean it's not of god so it's it's of darkness and so like when you're in darkness and that's all that you're allowing yourself to consume that's all you can produce in your life so when you're in that moment if that makes sense like when you're in that moment um it's just like you're getting deeper and deeper into that place so yeah yeah i think i i look at 
when, whenever I go through, you know, those those moments when you feel the shame and the guilt after making a mistake or falling into any type of sin, I kind of look at when when you get into that that rut, it's kind of like as if you were fighting a fight. So say you're a boxer and you fight a fight. That's kind of like you getting hit one time and then giving up the fight and then just like throw, throwing like throwing the talent after one hit. And I think that's kind of what the equivalent is to when you make a mistake. I don't I don't think I think you you can you don't lose when you take a hit. You lose when you throw in the towel, right? I, I, and I think that's that's tough. Bro. That that's that's the way that I look at it. That's when you tough. when you fall even in the ring and you get knocked down, that's not when you lose, bro. You get back up, you keep fighting, you lose when you throw in that white towel on the ring. That's when it's done. And um, this uh, is an analogy or something I've spoke to before on the podcast about how with God on, on your side, like you can't lose. Like you 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 can't, right? If the same spirit that, that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you, you can only lose when you give up, quite literally. Um, so that's something I always try to remind myself of to when I get in that moment is being intentional about like, yo, like you got knocked down. Cool. But that that's not the end all be all. You didn't lose the fight. You only lose when you, you know, um, when you bow to that moment. Right. And decide that that's the end. Um, and um, and even going in the same realm of, of the fight analogy, getting knocked down really isn't even a step back. But if you change your perspective, you could look at it like an advantage because it's like, okay, I got hit with that right hook, got knocked down. Cool. Now the rest of the fight, I know what to watch out for. You see what I mean? I know what to watch out for. I know what to block for so that I can win, the, win this fight. I was reading um, this book called um, The Obstacles Away. I mentioned it in a previous episode, but a uh, quote that was in there that I liked a lot. It said, failure shows you the way by showing you what isn't the way. And I think that's just a different perspective on even making mistakes. It's like, like I said, like when you slip up, it's like, okay, cool. Let me learn from this though. Like, what do I need to watch for now? Right. To keep this from happening again. So flipping the perspective and taking it as, you know, even a step up. So now I, now I know that this is the enemy is going to try to get me here. Cool. Like, I'm already ahead of the game. I'm putting boundaries up. I'm putting this up. I'm putting that up. Um, so, yeah, I think that's also a very good perspective to have when it comes to, um, you know, those seasons and those moments when you're filled with that shame and guilt. That's the one. Yeah. That's tough. Very pressure. Pressure. Yeah. All right. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and tap in for my, uh, for my say it again. So, today's say it again. Oh, dang, I'm on the wrong. Oh, dang, where'd it go? <clears throat> And also, I went back and because I'm just I'm looking through my photos right now, and I just saw the clip. But um, who was I think it was Marlon who was mentioning in our last episode that like he watched the B movie and he was like kind of making an analogy with it. And for whatever reason, y'all, I cannot find any good entertainment anywhere, like on any streaming service. Like I have Netflix, Hulu, HBO, like HBO Max. And there seems to be nothing good. It's like I literally have been going back and just watching like all of my childhood favorite movies, especially this past weekend. So I was I was down bad. Well, I can't even say that because these are great films. So I watched Kung Fu Panda. Okay. And no, yeah, hey, I watched I watched crazy. the B movie. Both went crazy. For sure. But yeah, shout out, shout out that bro. That super <laughs> crazy, bro. Kung Fu Panda was good. We did go crazy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I did see they had that on Netflix on my top. Yeah, but I mean there's really I think someone was commenting like on the clip we put out whenever Marlon was mentioning the B movie and they were like, there's a lesson in everything. And I'm like, 
That's true. Bro. There's a lesson. I'm literally telling you, bro. And so this is a random caveat. This has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. But um, uh, I remember when I was making the witness point in that one episode and I was talking about how I was watching the show Your Honor. Bro, like I just noticed. I love that. How like that was not like a Christian show, bro. Like there was like, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was a random show you about people, something random. You know how bro. people would say like preacher would pre- preachers would preach anything? That's <laughs> really re- real, bro. Though. Like, you can find real. a lesson in hey, anything, bro. There's bro. lessons in everything. I promise. I'm you. telling you, I just really, if you, you have the right lens, bro. If you're really looking at everything through like a biblical and spiritual lens, you will find a lesson in anything. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's actually crazy. Um, but let's go ahead, and hop. In. Let's go ahead, and hop into my um, into my set again. So. This say it again is centered around the topic of confirmation. And I was listening to this YouTube video. I was actually with my girl and she was watching it. So I don't know the, it was a girl who was in the video. I don't know what her name is, but I'm definitely going to be tapping into more videos of hers. It's not going to be the last time I speak on something from her. So I'll have her name next time. But she was talking about how this, she got this crate. I don't know. I'm smiling. I'm excited. This is such a fire. This is this is such a fire, bro. Word that she got. So she was reading in Ruth, and she was she was speaking to her her supporters and her listeners about this revelation that she had gotten about how up until Ruth there was always uh, and God said so like God was always speaking through a prophet or through somebody. He was also he was always showing himself you know, to people and dreams through angels. There was always a visitation all throughout the Old Testament. But she was talking about how Ruth was the first book in the Old Testament where you didn't see in and God said there was no visitation from an angel. There was no like audible voice of God. There was none of that. Right. And in that, the, the what I really got from it is really like the sovereignty of God's really showed through Ruth once I really understood that. And context that's very important to why this really means so much is because so Ruth and Boaz were in the genealogy of Jesus. I got to give you all a little little context to the book. So Jesus would not have been born if Ruth did not get with Boaz. But you have to understand that in the book of Ruth, Ruth and Naomi, they lived in Moab. They moved to Moab and then they decided to move back to Bethlehem. And um, so essentially it's like God divinely orchestrated all of that so that Ruth got with Boaz and then they were in the genealogy of Jesus. She got with Boaz in Bethlehem? Yes. Okay, when they moved there. When they moved there. All right, just want to clarify. Yes, right? Um, But there was no and God said. There was no confirmation. There was no God speaking. And it just shows how God is always going to order people's steps. Like he, he's so powerful and sovereign that sometimes he don't even really, he don't need to, bro. Like he can guide you without even necessarily Having speaking an audible thing. voice to you. And, um, <laughs> that's bro. Tough. And essentially <laughs> she was, she was speaking deeper about how some of us have such an unhealthy reliance on confirmation and on like a, a, a new word, a new fresh word from God. And all of that's good. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to, Sometimes we trust more in what God is saying than in his character itself, right? So, like, if God isn't audibly speaking to you or giving you a new fresh word, why don't you just trust in the fact that he's sovereign and that's a part of his character and that he's going to guide your steps? And if you're doing something wrong, he's going to make it clear. And I think this word was so relevant for me because you ain't hearing nothing. Yo. I ain't hearing nothing. Yo. Bro, bro, bro. Yo, this is so good. Go on. This word go is on. so good because I ain't hearing nothing, bro. Like, 
and I've always not always been, but I always want to hear from God before I do anything. I feel like I've always been been that type of person. So even when it comes to like jobs and stuff, I've been like, bro, like God, I feel like I'm not hearing from you. Like, what do I do? Wow. Da, 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 da. wow. And I just wow. realized I'm like, bro, I'm having an unhealthy reliance on like confirmation on hearing hearing a fresh word. And it's like, why don't I just trust that God is sovereign enough to order my steps the way that they should go? Mm. Right? Why do not why do I not trust that he's sovereign enough to make my path straight? Like he said he would. Like, why do why do I not think he's a man of his word? Um, and even onto that, I was listening to another video, and it's crazy because this was so applicable to this topic as well. But they were talking about how this was actually Tim Ross and his friend Preston. And they were talking about how just because God isn't speaking something new doesn't mean he's not speaking, right? He already spoke and through his word. And some of us are always wanting a, a new fresh word. And we're like, oh, God's not speaking to me. And that even changed my perspective as well. It's like, no, God is still speaking. It's just not the way that I want it. Like it's it's in his word. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be something new. Um, so that was also a, a perspective change on is like, God is always speaking. And then something else that, and this was so good. So I was listening to that video from that girl and I sat with it because this is one of them ones that like it makes you think, bro. So I sat with it for like 30 minutes and God, God had told me, he said, specifically with confirmation, though, um, he told me confirmation was really always meant to be the training wheels. And so let me speak more into depth about that. So when I was a newer believer, I feel like I was getting confirmation all the time about everything through other people, through sermons. It was crazy. And I don't know if anyone else can attest, but I know for myself personally, I was getting so much confirmation through everything. Never a doubt, never anything. And then I kind of get to a point in my walk where I'm more mature and I just feel like it's not the same. Like I'm not getting confirmation to the frequency that I once was. And you got to go eat yourself. Man. And it was because we were, when you're a new believer, you have to be coddled in that way. You have to get that confirmation so it builds history with God so that you can learn what his voice sounds like. So that you can learn what what you know what 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 would he tell me to do when oh that's not him because he confirmed that that one time two years ago. I don't sound like God. So the so the confirmation was always meant to be training will so that you could trust his first command. And there's so many of us who are mature now in our walk, and it's like, why didn't you trust trust it the first time he told you it's like why do you need so much confirmation he's already shown himself faithful to you he's already shown himself um sovereign and powerful and all-knowing and it's like you should be at the point where you you can take off the training wheels oh god i heard you the first time bet and i have proof i have oh my god i have receipts bro i have receipts so let's take take a trip with me down to um genesis 15 okay Really no, let's 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 start let's start with um when I when Abraham sacrificed Isaac. So anytime I read this story, I'm always so emboldened and inspired by how steadfast Abraham was. Like this man did not second guess. Isaac is the the promise that God that he had been waiting for for years and years and years, for decades. And God says, sacrifice isaac and he doesn't even second guess it he don't ask god for confirmation he's he says word he gets up the next day he takes his son to the mountain <laughs> about the slaughter this that's what bro no second guessing but you have to understand abraham wasn't always like that so when you go to genesis 15 i'm gonna just read the whole thing it's kind of long but bear with me okay right. so it says text, sir. genesis 15 chapter 
chapter one or verse one. I mean, Genesis 15, verse one. It says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield, your very great reward. But Abraham said, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my state is, is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abraham said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household would be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood would be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. So at face value, it's like, oh, like, what are you trying to talk about? What I'm trying to talk about is that in Genesis 12, God already told him this. God, God called Abraham out of his, um, out of his hometown and he gave, he already told him that his, and his offspring was going to be as countless as the stars in the sky. And this was him giving him further confirmation because Abraham is in a, is in a state where he's doubting and he's like confused. And it's like, he's been waiting for a while. So he's getting further reassurance and confirmation from God. Right. So this is, this is what I'm speaking to and how like confirmation is important, especially when you're establishing how to hear God's voice and, you know, history with God. So, but when you get to, um, when he was sacrificing Isaac, he didn't need confirmation anymore because he got to a point where he took off the training wheels. He was mature enough that he's like, God's shown himself enough to me, spoken enough to me, confirmed enough to me about who he is and that he's true to his word that I don't, I don't need it anymore. He took off the training wheels. And I feel like so many of us are in this point in our walk where we still have our training wheels on when God has already shown himself enough. He's already, you already know his voice enough. He's already spoken enough. And you're sitting here like, I need confirmation. I need confirmation. I need confirmation. It's like, for one, trust his first word. And for two, trust that he's sovereign enough that he doesn't need to be always speaking or getting, giving you a new fresh word. So I feel like, man, this, when I heard that, bro, when I tell you, I felt just so much peace. I was like, dang, this is really speaking to everything Mm -hmm. that I'm feeling right now in the season. And it's like, I really need to, God has shown himself enough to me. He's already given me so much confirmation on so many other words that he's shown himself to be faithful and sovereign and powerful in all the things. And it's like, I don't need further confirmation about things that he's telling me to do or whatever the case may be. So, <laughs> no, nah, yeah, bro. that's real. I mean, I, that's something that's been on my mind. I I was literally like last night, I couldn't sleep over listening to worship music. I'm like, God, what is going on? I was, no, cause like, bro, I was almost to tears, bro. Cause I was, what was I? I was almost to tears, and I'm just praying. And then, like, I I needed to find one song. I remember I used to uh, hear all the time, bro. It was almost like a movie scene, y'all. I was so <laughs> dramatic, bro. It was uh, dang, what's it? Ah, I can't remember the song. It's like Lord, I need you or something. It's like yeah. uh, Lord, I need you now. <laughs> I was down bad. <laughs> But no, I think that's something um, I needed to hear that's been on my mind because to your point, like sometimes um, the idea of that confirmation coming in a more tangible way, right? And what we mean by that in an audible way, whether that be through a prophecy of someone speaking to you directly or there's a direct like dream or sign or something that you can like really like hold on to. Right. Um, in a more visible, um, in a more visible aspect in our senses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not going to be there, but to your point to what they were saying, like that doesn't mean that God's not working. Um, nor does that mean he's not speaking right. to you and he's still sovereign enough to just like get you where you need to be. And I felt like that, like honestly the past like two or three months, mm-hmm. but like I was reminded like 
dang, what did, what did I what did I tell myself? I can't I can't remember, but but I was reminded of like look at everything that's happened in my life, like all the milestones, mm-hmm. all the relationships that are popping up, like that came out of nowhere. Like, is that not God? Like trying to like show, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've just, we've just in mm-hmm. like collectively, like podcast sure, wise, like sure. we've just happened to come into all of these things. And like, now that you say that I'm having that perspective of man, like you're right. Like he been walking us. Like he literally <laughs> been just like holding our hand Real like talk. the whole time. Honestly, right? Because, you know, had those moments like, man, like, is this even it? Like, should we be doing this? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, like, we just booked this girl. Just got on this now. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, 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 like right. oh, okay, I see what you're trying to tell me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you, you're you you're getting me and For putting sure. me in the places where you want me to be. Yeah. Um, and a good sign of that is knowing that you couldn't have got there, like, on your own. Like, right. in any capacity. That's like, it, it had to be God. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm seeing that individually which to your point is giving me a lot of peace because you have those doubts those concerns and just that uncertainty of like okay is this it is this it what is next but it's like just look around take a deep breath look around you um and then even if it may not be clear yet like yo still have that being solidified in that idea that he's going to be steadfast for Um, sure because he's done it before. So mm-hmm. that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, I think. Um, oh, no. And then, no, this is what smart girl told me. They, yeah. It was, don't have amnesia. Oh, dang. That, that was fire. it. They, like, I was like, because mm. sometimes I have a tendency to get very worked up mm. and have amnesia of what, what God is doing or currently doing, right? So, mm. like, for example, we got some really big news, like probably a week and a half ago. The last few days I have been like, not necessarily stressed, but like anxious, like unsatisfied, displeased. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like, like she, like, she told me like, don't have amnesia. That's good. Like, why are you so quick to like forget mm-hmm. and not acknowledge or sit in, yo, look at what God's doing mm-hmm. right now look at the doors that are open and look at Psh. what's happening that couldn't have even taken place without like you know so dang that, that part amnesia. i like that bro that part. i like that and for a caveat and kind of sum up really what i said for me at the heart of that entire point is really recognizing that god wants us to and we need to get to the point where we're relying on him right like like at it at its core like only relying on god and i feel like for some of us we're relying more on what he's and the two go hand in hand sometimes i'm not saying god doesn't speak to you and god doesn't give you confirmation but in certain seasons certain moments we're more relying on the words that he can give us instead of him himself if that makes sense because at the end of the day i think a word is still something that he can give and you have to be it's a balance of both, obviously trusting his word, but also trusting his character both at the same time. But I feel like it's it's there's an imbalance in some of our spiritual lives where we're trusting his word more and not necessarily his character, right? And that and and I think that shows when you get so uptight and get so fearful when he's not speaking. That shows that you love his word and you trust his word more than his character. Cuz if you trusted his character just as much even when he wasn't giving you a fresh new word, 
you would still be steadfast, right? And you might waver a little bit, but you would still be comforted. Like, oh, God got me, you know? Um, so I think that's what I would say. Like, it's a balance. Like, you have to trust his word and his character. Like, he's going to come through, you know? Say that. Yeah. Say that. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Don't have amnesia. Don't have amnesia. Don't have amnesia. Huh? Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> All right, now getting into the putting you on segment. Yeah, we need the transition. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need the transition we to come in ASAP, it. man. We need it. Yeah. We got that heat for y'all today. Heater, heater, heater. Man, 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 man. All right, y'all. So look, I was just recently, what was I doing? I don't know if I was just taking a walk and just letting Spotify do what Spotify does. And just letting it recommend me some songs, just unsolicited. But I'm always glad that it does because I'm always find myself coming across some heat. And it, you know, Spotify has never failed. So I got this one. It's Thanks in Advance by Evan Ford. I believe we played one of his tracks once before on this junk. He's crazy. Let's tap in. Thanks that I'm giving in advance Don't gotta wait till I see it in my hands Don't see it now, but I learn to trust You could do a lot with a little song So I'ma let you hold Everything I got, I'ma let it go Tell the world, I'ma let them know You the one like a metal gold Yeah, that's a winner I ain't talking summer when I say you need the sun Brings life in the night of your life Heat a light of your life, oh Tell me who you know that brings hope to the things that were hopeless. Master to the pieces that's broken. Only wanna change your life in a moment. It's only one. Look, yeah, I can feel the blessings coming after me. Practicing my faith is staying strong so it don't atrophy. Watch what I put out, I know it's always coming back to me. Tried to lock the doors, but that's okay, I got the master's key. Yeah, so I'm living with my hands up. What's the problem when I know I know the answer? I know a lot of people won't understand us. If you give it up to Christ, he'll help you stand up. I got things that I'm giving in advance. Don't gotta wait till I see it in my hands. Don't see it now, but I learn to trust. You could do a lot with a little song. So I'ma let you hold. Everything I got, I'ma let it go. Tell the world, I'ma let them know. You the one like the metal gold Giving in advance Don't gotta wait till I see it in my hands Don't see it now, but I learn to trust You could do a lot with a little song So I'ma let you hold Everything I got, I'ma let it go Tell the world, I'ma let them know You the one like the metal gold Yeah, so that's Thanks in Advance by Evan Ford Make sure y'all tap in It's gonna be in a playlist listed below Got some more coming soon So, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, next song coming at y'all, man. DJ Stark, 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 Stark. Stark, Stark, Stark. Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know what to categorize this one either, to be honest. Uh, but this is Trey Gad, of course. No further ado, no I don't need to say nothing, bro. Let's get straight into it. Yeah. It's gonna speak for itself. Yeah, keep you on chat. Maybe you lost your sight. You chasing the bag. I promise you, brother, you'll never be satisfied. I cannot live in a lie. I'm moving to silence inside. I do not care about your pride. Yeah, of course I'ma get it. Of course I'ma win it. I'm with the spirit and they still offended. Of course I'm a menace. I don't need a mission. No room for a fantasy. Move for pretensions. Whole lot of tension. What's your intentions? Pitches pretending. Spirit came down like a W descending. You got no limit. Pick up the slacks. Heard about grace, now we getting too greedy. Cross on his back, spit on his face, bro. Still get a freebie. Freely talk to the ghost, no PG. Word in hand, but nobody like reading. I've been on my face, drink Fiji. God put me here so the brother ain't leaving. Of course, yeah, of course I am lethal. Of course I'm illegal. Of course they ain't fetal. Walk with a cross like the Beatles. I ain't a dummy, the darkness is evil. I'm walking in purpose, I'm brighter than neon. Just getting started, I just turn a key on. Yeah, savage is Jesus and this what he be on Savage, she gon' heal Batman Run around the city, hot hands like a madman Got a power palette, demons feel like Batman Blind go see, and the lame start tapping New start rapping, women at the well is well What's happening? Healed on the Sabbath, beat the 5,000 And he took a beat, took that beat That turn around to himself at a casket Yeah, well Ascended and told us that we would do greater I got receipts, they on paper Limit me, can't when he living me Read the same script, but they took out the flavor And I'm seeing miracles, got put the fear in you The word of forsakers. I'm chasing purpose, not Benjamin. They don't want fit, they want benefits. That's why the way they keep bending it. I move with the spirit, some Christians still clean. It's adrenaline, faith, I'm defending it. Freedom, been paid for, I own it, I'm it. Keep calling me to believe, I'm attending it. Man, I got man, I got she call me gentleman. Soul in the lake, no, my purpose preventing it. Gave her my life, he extended it. Clean up my mess with my sicknesses. Got alibis and I got witnesses. Yeah, of course I'ma get it, of course I'ma win it. I'm with the spirit and they still offended. Of course I'm a menace, I don't need a mission. No room for a fantasy, moving pretensions. Whole lot of tension, what's your intentions? Pitches pretending. Spirit came down like a W descendant, he got no limit. But again, you know what I'm saying? That went crazy, y'all. Again, that was Trey God, of course. Y'all go tap in, man. Yes, I'm sir. Yes, sir. Job. So look, man, y'all know what it is. Um, got another treat for y'all this Friday. Yep. Another guest, you know, second appearance on the podcast. But I'm excited for y'all to hear. Definitely tune in. Again, if you love us, you know what I mean? If you if you if you really, you know, y'all be saying y'all got love for the kid, you know what I'm mean? saying? Look, leave a little rating, you know what I mean? Hit the little five star, five star, five star, five star, five star. What's that one song? I be feeling like a clap. Wait, no, it's, uh 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 five star, five star, five star. They gonna think I won a Grammy. All yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, bro, we love y'all. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all Friday. Much love.